said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Who turned out the lights? I thought they want to see me cry. I thought they'd rather see me die. They never try and help me fly. Mama, there's wolves outside. She said, Isn't that what you were made for? You better learn to channel all your anger. Don't let them smell your fear when there is danger. Mama, there's wolves outside. Oh, darling, you're the one I've always prayed for. Even though I know you probably got your plate full. Promise me that you won't do them any favors No, no, no Dark days and a heavy head Everybody want the throne but don't see the threats Everybody want a peace but can't pay the debts If there's a man who strikes fear in my heart, I ain't met him yet Here in the valley of the vultures Before you go and make a move, come consult us Or end up on an altar Sacrificial lamb to the youngster Catch you while you slumber, but hiding in your bunker Put him in the dirt like some cleats We only know it's over when all right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Gers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 130. Uh, we got <clears throat> we got Gert in the building right now. A couple fellas might join us a little bit later. Um, but shout out to the frat anyway. Um, uh, shout, out, <clears throat> shout out to C. Um, and congratulations to C. Um brand new healthy baby girl so round of applause um and definitely you know blessings and 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 all that that goes and comes with that um and yeah of course make sure that everybody out there is subscribed to the podcast on apple on spotify on youtube make sure that you liking you commenting you subscribing uh you doing all of the things that you know help keep us in the algorithms and you know uh, keep y'all abreast on whatever it is that we're doing. Um, make sure that y'all shop um, for your candles and your smell goods at LuxCollectionLLC.com. And also make sure that y'all check out our visual content um, for uh, a small fee. <laughs> Just a small fee um, at Patreon.com backslash Life As I See It podcast. Um, so where I want to start this week, first and foremost, uh, I do want to shout out um, the uh, Swag Shop Barbershop in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, swag actually st- stands for Shave, Wash, and Groom. Because people was asking me, like, Swag? I'm like, yeah, that's what it stands for. Um, but that's Killer Mike's Barbershop. He has a few chains, um, a few locations. Uh, I had the pleasure of being able to DJ an event they had this past Saturday. Um, it was it was a success, um, and you know people was digging the vibe. So shout out to everybody who came out um, and supported that. Whether you were there in the physical or whether you were checking it out online, um, and just shout out to all parties involved there. And uh, you know, thank you again for the opportunity. Um, and where I want to start, just keeping it uh, <laughs> keeping it Atlanta real quick. Um, you you know that uh TI is is trying his chin at uh being uh, a stand-up comedian. I heard about it, but I didn't see none of it. Yeah, he um he's he's you know stepping out and trying to do stand-up comedy. So he's been doing it uh for a few weeks now. And he did a show over the weekend in Brooklyn at the Barclays. Uh well, he didn't do a show. Some people brought him out. And um, when he was on stage, um, the crowd started booing him. As soon as he came out on the stage, they just started booing him. Um, and it was a, you know, it was a, it was a, a joke. Or did he spin off? Did he try to work through the booze or did he spin off? Um, from the clip that I saw, it looked like he tried to work through it. Um, I don't think he was on stage too long anyway. And the only reason why I say that is because. That was Saturday night. And then um, I went to, uh, me and wifey went to a comedy show Sunday night um, in Atlanta. Uh, Tony Roberts, D-Ray, Lil Duval, uh, Michael Blackston, uh, a couple other people. Decent show. It was a decent show. 
uh, but they brought T.I. out. Um, hey, yeah, did, real quick. That yeah. nigga got the built-in cheat code, though. Who's that, T.I.? Yeah. That nigga should uh, tell the DJ if they start booing, you drop the beat and go into a song. Hey, I DJ, like my beat. Down low. Down low. Yeah. Down low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga start booing, nigga. That's the built-in cheat code. He be good. Yeah. Bitch, <laughs> yeah, so they go boo. Yeah, hey, DJ. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not the beat. <laughs> Were um so, but no, so they so so uh, D Ray brought Ti out um on stage just a few minutes. Obviously, Tip is from Atlanta, so you know if you want to talk cheat code, you can look at that one way because you know. He's considered by a lot of people as the king of the South. And of course, uh, definitely a king um, in Atlanta. The king of the South by. You said what? Who's he considered the king of the South by? I think people? he just self-proclaimed. Well, he did self-proclaim, but people agree with him. There are people, many people who agree with him. So whatever. Um, damn, these niggas is blowing the game. That's crazy. Um, so he came out for a few minutes and kind of addressed the night before and the booze and all of that. Um, and he really wasn't, he really wasn't funny <laughs> to me. Um, I do respect the attempt because why not? Fuck it. Try your chin at whatever you feel like doing. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you feel in your heart to do. So I do respect it. Um, so he was on stage for maybe about five minutes, addressed it, said, I'm not a, uh, he said, one thing that I realized is I've been doing this for 12, me 12 weeks and I'm not a comedian. I'm a superstar. And the whole crowd went crazy. So I think that was a little bit of a cheat code because you in your hometown. So, you know. I think, I think he bugging. Uh, uh, Where you say try your hand. Um, like, I, I, I think he and he's afforded himself the luxury to do so. But I think for him. For him to really respect the craft, he would have to start how everybody else starts. And ah, you can't have it both ways. Only because you started by saying he afforded himself the luxury to even be in this position. He's already a, a, a made brand. And yes. so he already comes with a certain amount of crowd equity. And so why i mean how 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 much of the, how much so, of the bottom can he really be at 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 there are places for that for working out your material and right. it is where the superstars go to work out their material i don't think he's really looking to be a comedian i think he's no, looking he's not for, he's looking think, for well i think what he's doing is at a failed podcast and now he's looking for something else to dive into but well, if that's he's one way of looking at it. But I think I think that what I think what the way I interpret it is he is checking off something on his bucket list. That's how I look at this. I look at this as yo, I always admire comics, I always admired stand-up comedians. Um, you know, I, I always wanted to maybe be on stage and do that in another life. So let me try it out. I, I don't find anything wrong with that though. I think it's cool, but do it on your own time. I'm not paying to see that shit. Well, we him. didn't pay to see him. He literally was on stage for five minutes. Like it wasn't even a, a thing. And I and I would assume it's that on, he's not on the bill on any of my point. Then that means he's not trying to be a comedian. He's not looking to do the things that would make you a comedian. It's a publicity stuff. Like if you're looking to do something, you got you know what's crazy? And I don't mean to go off on the tangent, but we know that that's what I do here. And uh, I was having a conversation. I had this conversation with multiple people, right? And I've came to the realization people just want the words and not nothing that go into the words. They want the words but don't want the letters, right? What do you mean? Where we, we could take something as calling yourself a boss, right? Everybody wants to be called a boss. It's a whole bunch of boss talk going around. But when you're a boss, you have to pay employees. 
if you don't have capital to pay employees or you're not willing to pay employees, then you got to take boss out the equation all the way. Like you're looking for something. Yes, my son. <laughs> yeah, I, think he, I think he agreed with you. Yeah, word. <laughs> like, it's, it's people, you know, just want to be attached to shit. But you could be that. All you got to do is do it. And I think that's with everything. Like, uh, you know, this goes back to the joint. Uh, I sent you her clip, and she was like, um, "I don't want to be the queen because nobody cares about the queen." She said, "Like I see women calling themselves queens. The queen comes with strength and being able to get shit done yourself. I want to be the princess because everybody you want to be taken care of." Yeah, she said everybody runs to the princess's age. She said, you got women out here talking about they independent and in the same breath asking niggas to buy them drinks. You say you're independent, you don't need a nigga for nothing. And then you're upset when the niggas say, well, if you're independent, you can buy your own drink. You can't have it both ways. What you want, you have to put out the energy to attract what you want. And people just, like, they don't even care about that shit. They just, you know what I'm saying? Like in all entities of life, people are trying to attach themselves to things, but don't want all that comes with the things they're trying to attach themselves to. It's interesting you say that. It made me think about uh, Pusha T. Pusha T just sat down with uh, Charlemagne and did a one-on-one interview um, that I checked out. And in that interview, um, just in conversation, um, they asked about the word king. And Pusha T was saying, you know, I don't want to be the king. I don't want everybody to, you know, protect me. I want to be a knight. I want to, you know, I'm a warrior. I want to, I want to fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to play a different role. I don't have to be considered the guy. Um, And it just kind of got me to thinking, because I know you play chess. um, That's him understanding the words. If you would be, if you would be a piece on the chessboard, uh what would be wh- who would you want to be or or who would you want to be and or who would you consider yourself to be so both questions if there are different answers who well, I, I i see myself as the king and okay. that's understanding strategy and being in tune with pieces moving around me um i i the focal point and I understand everything that's moving around me at all times. So that's what I would say. Not because I understand the limited mobility. I understand how it moves. Um, I, I, I am learning to slow my movement down to one square at a time. So where you say like, what do I see myself as? I I maybe would see myself as something other than when we talking about movement on Mm -hmm. the board, but as far as the thought process of it, it's, it's that, but movement, probably I would say Rook where it's, you know, straight forward all the way across left and right on horizontal and vertical movement. Right, I'm working on pulling that down one step at a time to make sure I'm not missing anything and getting everything done in that one space. That's a uh, that's great uh, self awareness. Um, you know, I also asked like, wait, real can- quick, understanding and most people don't understand chess. Mm-hmm. But the king is the most important piece on the board but the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. And that simple understanding, most people who play chess don't have that simple understanding between the most powerful and the most important. Well, that's why I wanted to get into because uh, maybe you just answered it, but I was going to ask, you know, everybody has their own opinion about things and rules and this and the third. So like the rules of chess and understanding that like you said, the queen is the most powerful piece and the king, uh, although his mobility is limited, 
he can still do everything in every direction or at least move in every direction in space. But um, that's all that he can do. Um, do you think they got it right in terms of like the framework of chess and that being? 100% it is perfect. There's nothing that chess and Monopoly. I think, I think those are two perfect games. Yes. Monopoly is one of my favorite games to play. Um, yeah. And chess. And chess. I think you hit that on the nose because they're both, they're both uh, uh, comparable to life. You know, they say art imitates life. Um, and if we consider a game an inversion of art, um, I think that is a representation of life and how to, how to play this game. Because I consider life to be a game and, and you have to strategize. Real quick, a uh, quick correction. They symbolize the understanding of life. Yes. Like, what did I me, say? I didn't say that. You just said not nah, of life, which is correct, but it's more so having a understanding of life. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not just they symbolize life, but if you have to understand life to understand these games and equate life to these games, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, 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 I yeah. people play both and they don't connect the dots. 100%. When's the last time you played Monopoly? It's been a minute, but it's coming soon. Yeah, like, I, I just had a game night at the crib uh, maybe a month or so ago, um, and we was playing Monopoly, and, you know, it, it, it was just so ill because it was the first time I played it at this age with the knowledge that I have and the understanding of just things that I have. And I just played it totally. It made so much more sense to me today than it did as a kid. As a kid, it reminds me of when, when I used to play my uncle, rest in peace to my uncle. Um, I used to play him in chess. And just for the record, my uncle was legally blind and one eye he had a glass eye and all of that he had the braille chess chess joint and i was he was he was definitely up <laughs> he was definitely up in our battles like i think i beat him maybe once we had a couple stalemates um but he used to tell me at the time and this is when i was a lot younger but he used to tell me at the time you know you understand how the pieces move but you just move in pieces you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't really, you know, you you got it. You 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 kind of got it, but you ain't quite got it yet. You know what I'm saying? And now years later, you weren't moving with a purpose. You was just moving. More or less, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think about that a lot, especially when I'm playing the games. Um, but just because I play life like that in terms of strategizing and thinking. X amount of moves ahead and what are the consequences of this action if I do this thing or I say this thing or I make this move? How does this affect this thing over here? Like, I think it's important for everybody to move like that. And, you know, one of one of those good ways to kind of connect those dots would be to get in tune with the game of chess. Um, people look at it as this super complicated thing, which there's, there's se several layers, you know, to the game. Um, but, you know, I think I just encourage people to, uh, you know, to kind of get into it, uh, because it can help you if you open yourself up to, you know, the true meaning and, and what it represents, so on and so forth. Um, uh, shout out to Rico Key. We got Rico Key in the building. Um, uh, so real quick before I move on, I do, I do want to, uh, send a, uh, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Um, tragically, over the weekend, for those who may not have heard, um, he was, I believe the report said he was struck by a car, hit by a car. Um, I think he was like on the side of the road or the side of the highway. Um, and, you know, obviously it was an accident, but he was hit by a car and um, he was killed. He was 24 years old, about to be 25 in May. Uh, he was an NFL quarterback, um, and he was real nice in college, uh, went to Ohio State. Um, you know, he potentially had a bright future um, ahead of him. And so that was a def definitely a tragedy. Um, so I do want to send a rest in peace uh, out to him and, you know, prayers 
for his family and, and everybody that was affected by that because that was that was sad to read and see. That was crazy. That was crazy. Um, so rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Um, but uh, where do I uh, want to actually begin? Begin. Um, all right. So good. We was having a conversation, um, you know, earlier in the week, uh, and it derived from hip hop. Um, and I believe the overall, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the overall conversation really was about um, evolution, uh, the willingness to grow and adapt and acquiesce to different changes, um, you know, as it pertains to the culture, different shifts and in, 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 in ideologies. Um, and it was an interesting conversation. I think we we, we ended on two separate ends of the spectrum, but I want to introduce it to the pie and key. I want to, I want to get your opinion um, on it. So basically the idea of, you know, hip hop and people getting older in hip hop. Um, I think Gert, you said you took the position that you either are going to accept the fact that hip hop is changing and you're going to make the adjustments and change with it or it's essentially going to be considered dead to you because you're not going to change with the times and you're going to pretty much, you know, phase you, out. you said what? It will naturally phase you out. Yeah. He was saying like hip hop will naturally fade you out. And he started the conversation by saying he thinks he's pretty much almost done with hip hop in general, as far as listening and keeping up with music and so on and so forth. So where do you stand on your, um, yeah, where do you stand on hip hop, like your excitement about new music from maybe some of the newer artists today versus how it may have been for you 10, 15, 20 years ago? I have no excitement for new artists. Um, I, I, I would say, you know, with the exception of Griselda, I wouldn't consider them, they are a new artist, but because of their age, um, all of the young lows and things of that nature, my life is no longer there. The stuff they're rapping about, the stuff that's cool for them, I don't, I'm not looking at that. You know, I'm looking at different things where my life is at right now. So the older, older artists are still people who I listen to, but their life has changed and they're doing different things with their life and music isn't at the top of their priority list. So I'm noticing myself phasing out as I see my elders phase out. And I, I, I didn't connect it to until recently. Key, let me get your take real quick. Um, I wanna ask you about drill music. Um, how do you feel about drill music? Would you consider yourself a fan of the sound of the music or do you feel a little too far removed to be that invested in drill? Because drill is considered to be like the new sound of hip hop. So how do you feel about drill music? It ain't for me. <laughs> you feel me? Like I fuck with the dance moves and shit. Cause I mean, it's some type of delight in it, but on the real, I'm really like, I was really on the UK grime shit before I got on the drill. So I guess you call the UK grime shit drill that they broke. They changed and broke over here. But I'm really, I fuck with that style of drill compared to this shit up here. Like, this shit's just straight. They burnt like violence, like even that grimy shit. It's Murder, just, kill, kill, kill. Some, I mean, like, so what? So so if you're a little more familiar with the the London version it's of drill, shit, what is their content about? Is it not street? Is it not like what the fuck, my nigga? I can't play this all day. Like it's more lyrical over there compared <laughs> to y'all. I'ma kill you and your man. I'ma yeah. shout y'all niggas out. Like like it's it's, com it's completely different to me. It's completely different. I can I can listen to the UK shit all day. What they saying and changing the rhythms and changing the beats. Like it's like. The DJ, the DJ just playing like I don't know. I listen to to the shits when they be meeting up the grind party and shit when they be meeting up and they just playing different 
different beats and the niggas just changing up freestyle and freestyle and freestyle and compared to there ain't no fun. There ain't no fun in it to me hearing it over here. It should be. Yeah. So like your your um your position as it pertains to hip hop and newer artists of today, do you consider yourself fizzling out on caring about yeah. the newer hip hop of today because you're older and into different things? Man. Or do you feel like you still kind of keep up like with this what's going on today right as far as hip hop is concerned? A little get together. And um, I wanted to play fucking um, Mob Deep. <laughs> Uh, have, what's that shit? Hell on Earth? <laughs> that I played Wu Tang Ice Cream, and that shit turned the party up. Max B, you feel me? Like, and I like earlier today I heard somebody play um <laughs> Ice Cream. I'm like, damn, I was just playing that shit Saturday. Like, I I don't really care too much about this shit. This shit ain't for me. Right? So, do do you think that? Do you think? And here's the I don't know if we can fully or you all can fully answer the question objectively, but do you think that we are just attached to the memories of that music so much to where it was? it's more important and holds a special place in our hearts so we hold it in higher regard the same way that our parents may have held their music in higher regard than, say, hip-hop or the, the, the era before us with jazz or whatever? Like, do you think it's just us holding on to our era just like everybody else or do you think that they're just not as talented today and because they're not as talented today that's what's turning you off from the music girl i'll i'll go to you and then key you answer next it's where you're at like like music is of the youth so the new artists it, you mean hip-hop but not music that's what i, I mean. go with well, music. not music no. music no Tell me music, how not. Music is 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 only for the youth. Where would you say mainstream music is consumed at? The radio. And then who's being played on these avenues? The popular artists of that time. Who's the popular artist? I'd be willing to bet any time period you go to the youth. The record business has a vested interest in younger people. I agree with it, that dumber well not dumber they're more ignorant to what's going on so they're willing to sign bad contracts once you learn the business it 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 makes no sense to be in bed with the record label for the record label at that point because they can find another young person to capitalize off of. and you know people's everyday life for the most part as you age the attachment to music kind of declines because you're doing other things. It went from me, I, I remember when I was a kid waking up and listening to the radio every morning before school. <laughs> um, now it's right. when I get in my car or if there's something I have that calls my attention. But I'm not so, listening. So, to so you don't you don't just you don't just put on music any other place other than the car? I listen to that shit. At this day. point in my life now. Okay. I, like, you know. Yeah, you see, I, I think, you know, and it, I mean, and this is like anything else is different strokes for different folks, but I personally, me, I am music. Like everything about me is driven or a derivative from music. So I'm listening to music all of the time. Now, I mean, sure. I mean, you busy and you here, there doing this, that, and the third, but like, if I have the opportunity to listen to music, um, I'm I'm doing it. Um, so let me ask. But, but hold on. But I, but what I will say is though. What I will say is this though. This kind of lends to your point a little bit. What I will say is I've been more invested as of late into podcasts and interviews, hearing perspectives, gaining perspectives, learning about things, um, because I am interested in growing, and so. Um, you know, I may not listen to music as much the way that I did maybe even a year ago. Um, but still in all, I'm playing music in the crib. I'm playing music, you know, if I'm in the shower, pause. I'm playing music, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm playing it throughout my day. So 
you know, yeah. But Key, um, what do you think? Because um, I asked the question just about, do you think that you're more invested in the older music um, because it held that place in your heart? Or do you think that you're just not invested in newer music? Well, I don't know if you are or not, but. All of above, all of above, like, because I try, I try to check out the new music, but like Bert was saying, Griselda, Conway and them, they, I could listen to them. Like, I'm like, damn, they're the only ones that's, that's really there. Like, they ain't talking all that stupid shit. It's still like, I don't know if they, I don't know if we the same age or they what, older. But they, they like, older. They there. Yeah. They there though. You yeah. feel me? Like I can relate the beats. Ain't nothing crazy. They speaking some shit that hit. I'm like, facts. Mm-hmm. I listen to that Conway shit like Conway as ten Conway album. Is I was a good like, album. I was surprised. Like, yo, what the fuck is going on? This the only I never recently played somebody album that much compared to back then type shit. You feel me? I'm like, yo, this nigga shit hit. Yeah, I would definitely agree, right? Because it's funny. I started out talking about, um, you know, the DJ event that I had over the weekend. And, you know, it's funny. As a DJ, um, your job is to curate uh, the the vibes of the room. And I'm in a barbershop. So it's Saturday afternoon. That's prime time for men and young boys to get their cuts and it's kids right i don't frequent in places where there are a lot of kids i don't have kids i'm not around a lot of kids so i like to believe that i'm in tune with the culture and i have my pulse on things but i'm not outside and so in tune and tapped in with the youth that i know what a 14 year old cares about you know what i'm saying so it was an interesting um challenge for me to um have a decent blend of new and old but what i what i found is you know them classics that we referring to and those 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 records that you know we may go back to time and time again maybe it was the talent because a lot of the music is timeless and it doesn't matter. It's like an artist like Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson was here before us. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? He he passed in our lifetime. But there are kids who weren't born when Michael Jackson was alive. He died in 2009. There are kids that were born after 2009 that can hear a Michael Jackson song and like that Michael Jackson song because the music is that great. The music is that good you know, an artist of today who may be making drill music, and I don't mean to shit on drill because it's not my thing, but if that's what they fucking with, you know, who am I? But an artist who makes drill music may not be here next year, two years from now, and, you know, who's to say that that same kid that might be 14 that likes that song today is going to play it 10 years from now, you know what I'm saying? So um, it brings us back to the conversation of when Nas says hip-hop is dead, you know, why, Key, do you think at that time, because at that time it was 2006, why do you think he felt as an elder statesman in hip hop and somebody who was there, you know, early on that hip hop is dead? Like, what do you think was happening with hip hop to when um, he came to that conclusion? I ain't gonna lie. I was still on my young nigga shit. When he said that, I was like, man, that nigga a fucking lie. Because niggas was listening to Max B and the G Rod, sipping, chilling. Nigga, we was lit. Like, nigga, I was still in high school, just getting out of high school. I wasn't trying to hear that shit. I don't know what he was talking about. I, I understand it now. <laughs> if, if, if I get, I give it, I give it a heads up now. But back then, I was like, man, that nigga in the way. So you think he just had reached that conclusion because he was already he at felt a like certain. How we felt now. But check yeah. it, he was already at yeah. a certain age of a certain amount of experience, and at a certain point in his life, to where he saw different things and possibly saw the end of it um, as we once knew it. So, do you think it it it, it was more of like an age thing then? It had to be, but then again, around that time, niggas remixed it and turned it into some. Some popping shit again too. Like niggas start slapping the melodies on it, singing and rapping. Like, 
Well, that shit was coming around that time. Like, so. I just think it was a reject. Uh, not rejection is not the right word. I think it was a call to action um, for artists. If you want this culture that we care about so much to live on, like um, a jazz or, or R&B or whatever other genre, if we want this thing to last for 100, 200, 300 years, we have to do something different. We can't all sound the same. We can't all do the same thing because then it gets played out. How do you decipher who's good from who's not if everybody's sounding the same? That was an era or he came from an era where everybody had to be different and everybody wanted to be different because that's how you got your props. That's how you got your stain. So um, I think it's more of a call to action to say, yo, like, how do how does this live on if we keep doing the same quote unquote bubblegum shit? If everybody's making snap music and we just all go and dance and think that that's what this is all about. Yeah, it's cool because you had a good time tonight at the club, at the party. But like, we can't keep doing this shit because that's going to get played out. You're not going to always be at the club at the party. And you ain't gonna always want to fucking but, snap. You know, but then again, you can't do that to the music because people want to make music to turn up and feel how they want to feel. They're trying to feel good. So you can't put a cap on it like it's a religious shit. And that was like, my I position. Like, when I talked to Gert, I feel like spitting some shit and it pop. It pop. Nigga, we lit. When I spoke like, to Gert, my position was in the rules. You yo. don't want to discourage the youth from making whatever music that they're making because if that's what they consider hot and that's what everybody, that's what the quote unquote consensus is and you're just not into it, then it's okay to just not be into that. But to totally kill it, like, you know, does any one person have the authority to kill music? Nas never said he was killing hip hop. He didn't say he was killing it, but he proclaimed that it was dead. And that was an accurate statement. In your opinion, though, there are people who agree and there are people who disagree. So just because they disagree, uh, what makes them wrong? Now, if we're if we're here agreeing, I, it's hard to it's hard to speak for somebody else. But like, how do we just say that they're wrong because they have a difference what, what, of opinion? What year was that? Two thousand six. You said that was two thousand six. Yeah. But look how many popping people came after that though. That's that's running shit right now. So it's like. Uh... Drake came out with 09. Mm-hmm. Cole came out around that time. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick came out around that mm-hmm. Like, these are niggas holding it down right now. And then Future had his run. And, and then, like, I think, I think the culture, and my point is, you know, because when we speak of hip-hop and when we were speaking about chess and we speak about Monopoly, it's all a reflection of everyday life. And it should be an example of growth and evolution. And I think that's really the conversation that I'm trying to have. Like, how do you grow and evolve? How do you hold um, yourself accountable? Or how do you help to help hold somebody else accountable if, you know, you see something that you feel like, nah, bro, you bugging, like, and you try to check your man, but not really check, but you just say something because you care about him. Yo, my nigga, I wouldn't do that if I was you. or whatever the case may be, like, how do you help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves? Like, if they reject what you're saying to them and y'all get into this clash, how do you actually help them if they can't even see it themselves? Can you? What do you think? I'm talking about music-wise, you just talking I'm about talking, I'm talking about life now, because I want to just relate every... I, I think everything still relates to life, because, you know... If you're trying to help your man, and your man is rejecting it. The idea of accountability, right? People don't like to hold themselves accountable, because it means they may have done something wrong, and people don't like to be wrong. People take offense to being wrong, and they really take offense if somebody else calls them out on it. So... Part of us Depending being able how, to grow and how. take it to the next level, we have to hold ourselves accountable for the part that we play in whatever it is that happens on a day-to-day basis. So if you, if it's your man, your cousin, your your girl, your anybody, and you still gotta let them niggas have it. I like, I'm gonna fuck how you feel. I'm gonna tell you how it is. You still gonna hear it. You take it how you want to take it. But in the day, I know you're gonna come back and I'm like, yo, you was right. Hopefully, it's in time, but. 
depending on like how serious the situation is, if I got a really like corny your ass and hold you down, or is just some shit life going take his lessons on what you try to be hard headed with? Everybody got a soft ass at the end of the day. So it depends on what it is. It ain't like you oh, I'm about to go body some shit. Da, 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 da. And that's different. But if it's on some I told you don't mess with Shorty, so you still mess with it. I now look, y'all ain't fucking with no more. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people go through some shit and you already know how it go. Well, motherfuckers don't be going to listen. So in other words, you can't <laughs> you can't make somebody I see something. So you can't make somebody see something that they don't want to see. At all. Now they didn't want to see it. At that time, Gert, pretty much the same. You can't make somebody see something they don't want to see. What you think? You got to give them time. You said you got to give them time. That's the only help you go offer is time. If I'm not ready to see it, I ain't. All you could do is present the information and give them time to understand it. Because if I if, if you give it to me and I'm not ready to take it, it, it ain't no good. It's me operating outside of, you know, what I am, who I am. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier with these niggas, you know, with where's in them. It's, it, it's energy and you take it in things as you're supposed to have them. Your energy ain't my energy. My energy ain't your energy. Now there's times where we can, you know, be on a light path, but that don't mean it's that in the hole. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but that's the case pretty much with everybody then. Yes. You got to allow people to be who they are. There's only one you. Ain't enough of you in this world. And you have to act in you. You know what I'm saying? People get things when they're supposed to get them, not when you want them. Yeah. That's, uh, and you could probably share that same sentiment with just being a parent. And teaching and telling them right for wrong, what to do, and they're not going to listen <laughs> until it clicks and then they add it to their arsenal when they start to apply it. So, yeah, um, time. I'm with that. That makes sense. Yeah, I say all the time. Everybody says, ain't nobody perfect. But then they get mad when people do not perfect shit. If you understand this motherfucker ain't perfect, then why you don't give them room for error? Because everybody wants to be judge, jury, and, and you know, say things and make, make convic convicting statements, finite statements. They, they want to be the authority over something. Everybody want power. I think it's I think it all comes down to wanting control and power. You want to be able to say you want to be able to say I'm right and listen to me because I'm right or do it this way because I know better. I, I, don't, I don't think people think shit that far. No, I don't think I don't I don't think that I don't think that it's always a conscious thing either. But I think that that's what it is. In many cases, I think that's what it is. I think people I, but want to be because again, when, it goes back to lack of accountability. When my pushback, but wait, time out, right? My pushback where you say everybody wants power. I think if you said to the majority of people, okay, you can have the power. You go do X, Y, Z with the power. They all say, no, I don't want the. Hey, you take it. I think when provided the opportunity to have power, nobody wants it. But well, like I, 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 I agree. And if I said everybody, I mean um, a, a, a nice not, amount of people. I'm just saying people. Well, people, but, but. That's like real quick. Like everybody wants to be rich in things. But if when you tell them what goes into being rich and famous, most people would be like, nah, I'm going to just keep my life. I don't want to go through all of that. You know what I'm saying? If I was Kanye, I wouldn't have these problems. But then I'd have Kanye's problems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you get people to understand that, they look at it differently. So I think people just talk tongue-in-cheek. 
but they're not really processing what they're saying because it's group thing still. It still goes back to that. It still goes back to everybody. You know, um, another thing is insecurities, right? So we talk about accountability and we talk about insecurity and everybody has a certain level of insecurities and people, um, you know, put a front on, you know what I'm saying? To mask those things that they don't want other people to see in them. And I think it ties into accountability because um, if you're talking about, I, right, I'm gonna give you all of the power or I'm gonna give you all of the money, um, now, you know, go be great. And then people cower up and say, no, I never mind. I don't want to hear you do it or pass the ball to somebody else. Like, I think that it's an insecurity of the responsibility of it all falling on you. People don't want to fail. People don't want all fingers being pointed at them that, okay, the reason why this didn't, this didn't work was because of you. You fucked up. You didn't make the right choices and decisions. So now this is what you ended up with. People don't like that. People like safety nets and security and jobs that provide certain things or certain structures that give them something to just be a part of as opposed to creating on their own. And we've talked about that before, but I think that's in part insecurity, um, lack of accountability, um, all of these different things. Like, I think it's all connected. Would y'all agree or disagree? No, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. So, um, real quick, did you uh, did you get a chance to uh, to see the episode of the shop with uh, Ross and Gunna and Aja Wilson, Steve Stout? Um, forget who else might have been on there, but did you did you check that out at all or see anything from that? No, um, nah, I ain't see it. One of uh, one of the clips on there was LeBron talking about um, how his number one thing that he wants to do is to play with his son, um, and I just feel like you know we know LeBron gets all of the shit in the world. Everybody says all of the worst things possible about LeBron, this, that, and the third. Um, the Lakers haven't been great this year. Like, it's a whole bunch of shit, right? Um, but I do believe him when he says that, and I do believe that he is not going to uh, retire until he plays with his son. Um, I think the psyche of the person who's able to do that and control his destiny in terms of making an NBA team essentially draft his son. Cause he's saying, look, wherever he go, that's where I go. So, you know, you're going to at least get LeBron James on your franchise for at least a year. Um, that's a super money play. It's a super power play. And I think that it's going to happen. And I think when that happens, um, I think it's another cap in his feather. Uh, I'm sorry, another feather in his cap. And I just feel like it does continue to widen the gap on things he was able to accomplish um, while playing the game of basketball uh, versus his counterparts. Um, is there anybody else that we can see in the foreseeable future that we can even say is on a similar path of a LeBron James? Like, who else can we say is doing it something? It happen in his lifetime. We will not see another LeBron James in his lifetime. Because I'm not just talking, you know, basketball. I'm saying, like, I'm you know what I mean? We will not see another LeBron James in our lifetime. He shattered the mold. It, it, there's, there's, it, it, if you look at evolution of basketball, which people don't, Wilt Chamberlain was the First prototype basketball player. Yeah, move your uh, your uh, camera over a little bit. It's like <laughs> that's how I want it. I'm in the new things. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Wilt was the prototype basketball player. 
right? And then the league said, we got to go get a big man. When Jordan came along, Jordan shattered that mold. But you had a whole bunch of other people in between Wilt and Jordan that were big men that attempted to be what Wilt was. Then you had Jordan come along and, um, you know, he set the mold. A guard that you could run your offense through and who could dominate the game. Um, then LeBron comes along. Um, LeBron just did him. He didn't look at nobody's mold. He didn't look at, he did what he wanted to do in the league wholeheartedly. Now the league is that kind of a league where they're no longer looking for the prototype. They're taking you as you are and, um, trying to maximize the franchise player's potential. But LeBron, the mold that he created can't be duplicated. It, it, that player, there's, there's never been any player in any sport who's had the expectations placed on him that he had and then surpassed all of those expectations. If you look at anybody who came to the league, no one was asked to be ready right now. LeBron was asked to be ready right now. And he was ready right now. And not to cut you off, but um, also what he was speaking to was like his work ethic. Um, because he was saying like, you know, when you come up through the ranks of playing sports um, at the, the, the junior level, the high school level, AAU, maybe college, whatever the case may be, you all, you have this structure. Your time is allotted to do these things at this time and that repetition and you have this structure. He said when he got to the league, you know, you have practice maybe two hours out the day, maybe 12 to 2, 11 to 1, um, 12.30 to 1, uh, 2.30, something like that. And then you just have the rest of your day to yourself. You're on your own. You got all of this money. You young. You fresh out of college or high school. You're rich. You can literally do whatever you want. But it's nobody there to tell you to go to the gym. So he said his rookie season, he would go to practice. He'd go home, take a nap. He'd come back to the gym at like five with an assistant coach or something, set up some chairs or some cones, like how he would do drills coming up and be in the gym on his own, work on his game, go home, eat dinner. And sometimes he'd go to bed. Sometimes he'd come back a third time just to work on his jump shot, just to be in the gym. But he did that on his own. So when you hear somebody like him, or when, when you hear somebody like him everybody, say that. Everybody in the league does it on their own. And that's what the league is, is doing it on your own. The coach but, but, is but, but to- I, I, I hear you, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm bigging him up for doing it on his own and taking it to the level that he's taking it. Sure, a lot of it had to do with his natural born ability to play the game and be gifted, but he had to know. work at that and be better no. and get better. Work ethic is work ethic. So yeah, but he, know, he came is, with something too. Like he wasn't just trash. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he said, he, I, I, I'm saying he already had. He was already a gifted athlete. He was already a gifted athlete. So, gifted in hard work. Wasn't just gifted. It was hard work too. Coming into the league. This is why he had the expectations he had. This is why ESPN covered him when they did, and he was doing what he did at the time he was doing. Nigga wasn't just hooping. He's a different monster. Like, he, he, we. To, I, I just tip my hat to that man for all no, of this shit. You have to. You have to. Like, it, 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 we won't see another in his lifetime. Shout out to LeBron James. Um, you know, and I'm just excited to see, you know, how he takes it to the next level again, because I'm sure he's going to do more great things before he even retires and then after he retires. So shout out to LeBron. Uh, but real quick, uh, before we get out of here, uh, I want to get your opinion on. So, of course, we had the um, 
the U.S. Supreme Court Justice um, elect the first black woman. Uh, what is it? Kataji Brown John, um, Jackson. Um, you know, it was big news. Uh, well, what do you think about the idea of, like I've heard certain sentiments say the idea of every time it's the first black person to do something, why do we always put the emphasis on the fact that it's the first black or the first woman or the first whatever, as opposed to just making the announcement that such and such has been you know, elected to be, you know, Supreme Justice or the the head of this corporation or whatever. Like, do you put any credence to that or you think it should be highlighted that it's it's a black person, it's a black man, black woman first this, like the emphasis on black. Like, do you think that it should be emphasis on black or do you think that um it should just be celebrated as hey, this is just the next CEO of Twitter, like, you know, like what you what you think about that? I'm throwing it to me. Yeah, me. yeah, I'm throwing it to you. I believe the emphasis is put on it because the emphasis is on it. We if if you're the first something, that's a big deal. It it just goes to show how, like, where we are in this country. It's 2022, and the fact that it is the first black so and so is something that that is a big deal. I don't understand. You know, you have to say it because it is what it is. It, 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 we have to get to a point where that is not a big deal. It's highlighted because it's a big deal. Out of all the years we've been in this country, we've never had a so and so. We've never had a X Y Z. It's sad because it's like, damn, it's 2022. We shouldn't be celebrating the first anything at this point. It should be common practice, but because it's not, it has to be highlighted. Where? But I, I, I do have an interesting thing that people are going to say I'm crazy on. But, um, and I'm saying, correct me if I'm wrong. But has there been a black woman in the political field who was not married to a white man that they put up? That's not married to a black man? No, a black woman who was married to a black man that is the first or where you look at the vice president. So let me ask you like this. Are you saying that every black woman who's the first something is married to a white man i'm not saying that it is i'm asking is that i, I don't i don't know one way i don't know I'm nothing about that's just, like a, huh? I said, that's just like a trick question yeah like i don't know nothing about who's married to who i don't know i'm saying um so some may say that there is an agenda being pushed of black women to date white men and from that conversation, I just thought, you know, where is it that a black woman in politics be first or who is put up on this pedestal or held at this high regard that is a that's married to a black man? I haven't seen it. I don't know any of them. So I'll be asking y'all, do y'all know him? Michelle Obama. <laughs> but she's there because of him, not because of her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. I, I, I'm not going to have nothing for you tonight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> for uh next episode on what's the day? <laughs> Try to answer that. You you, you going to look it up? You going you going you going to do your research? No. I'm so what the fuck, nigga? Throw it out there. This nigga, man. Nigga don't want to be accountable. <laughs> See, yeah, I answer that in the comments. Full, full circle. <laughs> Nigga want to push off the accountability. That's what we talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we talking about right here, ladies and gentlemen. I be accountable <laughs> for my own shit. That's it. <laughs> well, don't I ask do. some shit. Don't ask shit. <laughs> nah, 
Y'all my smart friends. Y'all my uh, college educated friends. Stop it. Stop it. Cut I'm it out. College, I'm a college dropout. Stop <laughs> that. <laughs> yay, yay life, man. Word. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I did not see the season finale of Billions, but did you see up until the last episode? Fire. I you saw the finale? It's fire. Yo, Billions, I saw yeah. Billions is fire. Like the last, like episode, I think 10 and 11 was super crazy. Like 10, uh, what the, the joint where they did the party, that episode was super fire. It get better, though. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know it got better last week, but I'm gonna definitely uh check check that out. Um, I love billions. Um but I think uh, Wolves made the point last week that HBO really doesn't miss because that winning time joint about the Lakers, the rise of the Lakers is super fire. And it's just another example of HBO's consistency over the years. Like, there's nobody better than HBO with series. Like, HBO got the best series of all time. It's not close. Like, Showtime got some shit. Showtime got some shit, but like HBO was too crazy with it. Like they too crazy. I don't know. Like that's there's something to be said about that. I know that I know they were the first, but like their consistency, like you know, like you know, you had different uh ways to consume content when Netflix changed the game, um, and it made everybody spoiled and made you want the entire thing all at once. Um but HBO has still found a way to still stick to their one week at a time model and come with the heat every time, damn near. You know, even if it's shit that I wasn't into, it was like the super duper smashes. Like um, what they had, the war joint, like Band of Brothers. I never watched that, but I remember that was a big deal. Six Feet Under, I remember that was a big deal. I never watched that. Of course, the Sopranos, The Wire. Um, night of was crazy. The night of was fire. I was mad that it was only one season. But you know what though? Was and that's it? the thing is they get out on top. They don't let them run along till they get trash and they, you know, you can't mess with them. HBO, all of their uh shit is fire. Yeah. Yeah. HBO is crazy. HBO is crazy. Uh, but winning time is really good. Um, like I said, billions, I'm gonna check that out. Um, I'm looking for some new shit though. I'm looking for some new shit to watch. Um, I haven't gotten into this season of Atlanta, but I don't think I'm excited about it. I might check it out eventually. Um, but eh, I think I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of over it. Snowfall is extremely trash. Um, they went they went all the way off the deep end. You gotta watch that shit called Mortals on Netflix. That's what I'm on right now. Mortals? Yeah. On some like Game of Thrones shit? Nah. It's... You want me to tell you you want me to check it I out? I mean, what, what kind of shit is it? Like, I would say not Marvel, but Marvel type shit. So superhero esque, villain type shit. One villain. Mm. Well, yeah, some power shit, but that shit hard though. There ain't no weird shit. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's what I'm on right now. That shit hard. More, it's like me, you, and Gert, and some bullshit. <laughs> More, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have uh I don't have nothing else. Uh did you have anything else before we uh got out of here? No, nah, I'm straight. Nah, not 2000. <laughs> Word. Um, so on that note, um again, make sure that everybody is subscribed to our YouTube page. Make sure you hit the like button, make sure y'all following us everywhere on all socials. Um, y'all should know the at signs by now. Y'all should know where y'all can find us. Um, make sure y'all hitting the links in the bios and all of that. 
Um, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, everything Rico. Pray for my enemies. Lord, I need clarity. They ain't got empathy for me. They stab me. They use my couch when they needed the therapy. So what they needed, but never took care of me. They saw a dollar sign. Treat me like currency. Kill all they hopes and dreams if they won't murder me. Sunshine on me. Sunshine on me. Sunshine on me, I just let the sunshine on me. Sunshine on me, I just let the sunshine on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pray if they run up, I'ma cut up, bring out these BBs, like the sun up, these niggas TV. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.